Welcome to A Better Way with Crossroads Bible Church, a podcast about finding the activity of God in our stories and discovering how Jesus is building His kingdom among us, right here, right now. The goal is to inspire you to see and celebrate God's activity in your own life, too. And now your host, Sherry Hutspeth. Welcome back, everyone. I wanted to start by saying thank you for the encouraging feedback that we have been receiving. Uh, The comments you're making feel connected to what we were hoping for with this podcast, Um, so we are feeling very encouraged, and I wanted to say thank you. Today I'm sitting here with Stu Brown, and he and his wife Holly joined the church a couple years ago. They have been a wonderful addition, and yeah, welcome, Stu. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Well, we like to start right into the questions so that we can spend um, all the time we need on them. So I wanted to ask you first, how would you describe your spiritual heritage? Well, I grew up in um, California mostly, but before that I was born in Amarillo. And um, my mom was um, eloped in high school, so didn't finish high school. That's part of the, part of the story. And... Um, my brother and I were born um, 22 months apart mm-hmm. in uh, Texas, and uh, right about that time, my mom and dad got divorced. I was about three, I think, and my brother was five, something mm-hmm. like that. Young. And my mom packed us up and moved us to California, and um, then we grew up in uh, California. She got remarried about three years later. Mm-hmm. And um, she was uh, the youngest of five, and her mother who lived in California was very big about being in church and um, being present all the time. So we went to church and I can remember uh, sometime in in that maybe fourth grade-ish or so that uh, answering an altar call and getting a Bible that my brother inscribed and I still have to this day saying, now you can stop borrowing my mom's Bible. So I don't really have any memories of that, but I guess I was doing that some. So um, I kind of consider that um, um, when I became a Christian and was aware of God and wanted to follow him, um, we went to whatever church had a good youth group. So we went to the Baptist church, the Methodist church, and some um, to the base chapel because mm. my stepfather was in the Air Force, as was my original father, which is int- interesting in itself. Um, and But I didn't really have any role models or I wasn't around people that were um, really walking with God mm-hmm. that much, um, even in those youth groups and stuff um, mm-hmm. that I had. So um, that was kind of my, my heritage. I was a, a, a Christian, and but I wasn't really walking with God and I didn't really know what discipleship meant or what it meant to... Um, um, didn't even know much of the Bible, really. Uh, went to college and got involved with a college group, as a lot of people do. And I uh, still remember a man who became a good friend of mine said, does anybody want to be in a Bible study when I was a freshman? And I don't know why you say yes to something like that, but you do. <laughs> and for two years, we were in a Bible study together. So, um, And that's the first time we started. I started walking with God and actually um, being serious about it. So that's when it 
first felt important to you? Like it was really something you were owning and really wanted to know more about. Yes, that that's when it felt like it uh, it was um, alive and mm-hmm. something. I think I think emotionally it felt like that growing up, but I didn't really know what to do with it or what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how it impacted my life. Yeah, and we cross paths with someone like that that just kind of randomly, it seems, invites you to a Bible study. I always love that mm-hmm. part of our stories with God. Yes, I always say it's when you look back and you see those little connections where God was there, mm-hmm. um, but you don't notice it at the time. Yeah. It's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've named this podcast A Better Way. So we are mm-hmm. wondering, you know, what's happened recently that feels like God's really invited you into something different? Okay, well, part, I think my journey would be um, in the uh, early part. So in my uh, junior high, high school era in there, my, my brother kind of got in some trouble and I I decided it would be better not to get in trouble. So I kind of <laughs> tried to toe the line and be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, in that I kind of felt like I was a little lost, a little powerless to change stuff. I think part of that comes from, um, you know, my mom who had been, um, hurt once before and was determined that it wasn't going to happen again and that she would be successful, that her kids would be successful. So that kind of drive was on one side. Um, but I, I, I think back then I just kind of decided, um, that, um, I could be by myself and I could be isolated and I uh, kind of isolated my heart hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, if I don't feel, if I don't have emotions, if I don't have any deep feelings, then I can't really be hurt by all this stuff that's going on. So I didn't really um, think of it as a conscious choice at the time. Mm-hmm. But then going then to college where I went to military academy and, um, you know, I'm learning how to walk with God. You, I, I take that same person that I've created basically um for my protection mm-hmm. uh, what, what i think is my protection and my best um but and then you take that and you go at a military academy well i can i can have that same person and which is a lot of mind and a lot of will mm-hmm. so you just just think the right things and you just gut it out and you do it which is worked for me in athletics and uh yeah when people are yelling at you and when you're doing push-ups and all that stuff it works for you great um, doesn't work so well relationally. And so, and so this is the part of, of God um, really calling me to that. We had some mentors later on after we had kids in uh, marriage, obviously. All of those things um, tend to, um, what I call that false self, or, or some authors call it an adapted self, mm-hmm. doesn't work so well in those new relationships uh, because the purpose for which you created it isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard to distinguish at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old or so, and I think that's me. Yeah. You know, that feels like me. Yeah. It feels like I'm just um, not very emotional or not very attached, but my, it feels like that to my wife, too, that I'm not Right. Very that's attached. a great contrast to point out because in those other relationships, you were feeling the need to protect yourself. But in this relationship, that other person isn't wanting you to protect yourself from them. They're wanting, you know, trust and to build relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that is one of the ways that we kind of wake up to, oh, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really, they really want you to uh, give yourself to them, mm-hmm. give your heart to them. Mm-hmm. And you're protecting your heart. Um, so it's really disorienting for them. And they, um, especially when you're, you know, early married, it's kind of, 
easy. And then when you start having kids and things start happening. So anyway, luckily I had a mentor about that time that um, was great couple that we still um, we still are in contact with here in, in uh, Dallas. And they um, he took me out one time and said, you know, you seem pretty even is what he called it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, you know, I didn't see anything. But he said, you know, when, when we play sports and we play, I played some sports with him. He said, you, I can tell there's emotion there and it comes out in a hurry when you get fouled or something happens on the court that you don't like. And then all of a sudden you're really emotional. So as you think about that, and us guys especially can think about that, when we don't feel very emotional, we can say, but when the cowboy game goes on, I get really emotional. Right. So so it's in there. Right. It's just, just not expressed or we feel like in certain settings, like at work or at church especially, we should be just buttoned down and, you know, not uh, not very expressive. So that was kind of my first journey into trying to figure out, so there's emotion in there, so, mm-hmm. and why was it expressed, and, and looking back a little bit. And part of that journey, I think, was when I originally uh, found that out or made that discovery and was walking through that with God some, was just to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Just, okay, I have emotions, so, and expressing those uh, to my um, wife and kids and, and that stuff. So that's part of the journey. I think lately the journey has been more, um, okay, it's not just, that you're emotional because everybody is born with emotions. But how can I, um, how can I walk with God in that and be um, that true self? I heard another author say that 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 uh, false self or that adapted self that we fix for ourselves, the fig leaf, um, is like a seed uh, covering. Mm. And seeds all have coverings. But when the seed starts to sprout, the covering goes away. Hmm. And I thought that was a good analogy because that, I mean it served its purpose, and it's mm-hmm. not uh, and it's not what's true anymore about that seed. Mm-hmm. So if it keeps the covering on, it will never grow. Right. So um, so I think now I, I'm just uh, my journey recently, and I'd say last five years or so is more on um, trying to discern what's true and what's not. And it's not always easy to say. Um, what is this false self or this adaptive self and what's my true self? What's my nature that God gave me? Because mm-hmm. some of those strengths that you naturally go into are really you and they're yeah. God-given. Right. So, um, but as I walk through God with that now, there's, um, so um, it's much more discerning, much more trying to f- uh, ask God and have him, um, uh, have, him t- have him just, Tell me and experience um, my true self. And can mm-hmm. I be who I was created to be in different circumstances? Yeah. And one of the ways that I'm aware like this process has moved along is that I, I kind of like have a very similar experience to something that's happened before, but I realize I'm really responding to it very differently mm-hmm. than I used to. So do you have an example of something that's happened where you recognize that you were different? Yeah, I can even say, um, even right now, I mean, I see um, at um, what I'm just, and this is fairly, I mean, really recent, is thinking about, because um, I've always had kind of a um, an aversion to spotlight mm-hmm. or the stage, mm-hmm. so to speak, because I don't want it to be about me. And you can, and many of those things where you pick up a Christian life and you go, that's what Christ demands you to deny yourself, right? Right. Um, but denying yourself, um, denying your false self, the self you create, is, is a good thing. Denying who God made you to be, then that could be problematic. So 
I think even now I'm thinking about um, uh, at, at work jobs that I'd like to have and would is it okay to step into the spotlight a little bit? Is it okay? Is that, can I be truthful about who I am and uh, be okay with that? Uh, just applying for one and the fear that goes along with that. Um, but, but also to think about um, if I do that, then whether I get it or not isn't the point. Mm. The point is um, that I live with a, a true heart, my true self, that I'm being with God in union, all that I'm meant to be each day in each situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more true at, at home as well, um, with uh, in my marriage and with my kids as I try to listen more mm -hmm. and um, and be uh, be a better better listener, but also um, just think about um, things that I would reflectively say or say quickly, mm -hmm. which would be more protective mm -hmm. um, and not mm -hmm. and not um, not from the spirit or not something that would be life giving. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah yeah a lot of that is I guess like you said how you your fears and how you your emotions you have those same emotions could come up now, and I would. Uh, if I recognize those emotions and I know my old way or my habit of how I would have handled that in the past and say, that's not me and be able to separate that and be able to say, God has called me to be with him and I have all the resources I need and I don't have to worry about protecting me. Yeah. One of the things I like about um, the vocation and the opportunity for a new job and looking into that, considering that, mm -hmm. is it also, I think when there's less fear involved... There's also um, more freedom to like just look at the position itself and say, have I been equipped for this? Is this yes. who I am? Mm -hmm. Does this fit me? Mm -hmm. um, and then and then move out of yes or no. Right. You know, mm -hmm. instead of um, the false self would be more interested maybe in image or you know, like, is there anything you can say for you that would have maybe driven a vocational decision before that would have felt like, like you mentioned your mom's hunger for success and, mm -hmm. you know, identifying as successful earlier? Yeah, part, yeah, part of that, too, is is um, separating that, not, not meeting needs for her. Mm -hmm. Because I, you, as a kid, you want to do that, but, but you just, you can't get to the end of that. And that's part about this, the whole self-protection and the... Um, trying to self-fulfillment is what you're kind of really trying to do. You never get to the end of that either. You never really get what you want um, because we have that um, broken cistern that doesn't hold water, as the Bible says. So um, I think um, for me, there there's, there was just recently a job that I didn't even consider mm. um, that I would think, you know, I don't want to do that. It was a little more a little more administrative, mm -hmm. and that's not my gift gifting. Mm -hmm. um, but now here I am, it's just a month ago, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I wonder if I just dismiss that outright without asking God about that, because the actual person that would be my boss is was my boss before. So it's kind of a unique opportunity that he moved into a job and then needed a few people to help. Yeah. And I might have been able to do that. And that might have been, it would have been stretching, you mm -hmm. know, it would have been different. But, um, but yeah, I, I think I just didn't consider it because I thought that's not me. It's not what I want to do. And I kind of, uh, it is a little self-protective and kind of, um, kind of just want to keep doing what I'm doing, which I could do. Yeah. And there's not, it's not right or wrong necessarily or, or better or worse, but, um, being open to the voice of God saying, mm -hmm. and, and seeing, seeing those circumstances as something that God placed there is, 
that's kind of new. Yeah, our older responses are often very quick and very habitual. Mm -hmm. And these new responses that we grow into often include curiosity about what God wants to say about Mm -hmm. this or God's perspective on it. That invitation into discernment about Mm -hmm. things happens more often. Yeah, and that's part, I think that it helps being a thoughtful listener and being, but but it's not something you can just manufacture on the spot. Mm -hmm. You have to cultivate that uh, being in union with God and with the Spirit every day mm-hmm. and be able to s- say and, and sense what God's doing and be able to take every opportunity as, um, think to think about that and pray about it. It makes you more curious. That would be a better way to say it. Rather than saying, I'm pretty set in my ways and I already I know that, which as we all get older, that's it's one thing I hope nobody says about me because I want to. you want to be curious. You want to be... Because um, God is still moving and he's involved in different things that you might encounter. You might, um, in, in the, his big story, mm-hmm. you're going to be in places you might not have even thought of. So Yeah. So is there anything about this different way of living that you're leaning into with the Lord that you're noticing really overflows into the lives of other people? Hmm. Um, yeah, I would say... Um, um, like um, at the church, and, and uh, we're doing a little men's Bible study, and I think um, I really long to um, bring passion mm-hmm. and a heart to the scriptures. I think, uh, remember when, when Jesus was, and John was talking to the Pharisees, and they said, you look at the scriptures to try to get life, mm. and they point to me, mm. but yet you don't come to me. Mm. <laughs> so um, there's some of that, that's the the head knowledge part, which is good to learn and stuff, but if it doesn't connect with the heart, and that's the thing I think um, that where I am now, where I wasn't, or my journey has been to not just um, uh, mind and will, but heart Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and emotions. So um, when there's a chance in there to to talk about a relationship, uh, about, about union, when it's not just the facts, but you can say, that that is true, but what the what the heart of it is, what the intent of it is, what really, um, and that's what grabs me and moves me towards God, anyway. So, um, yeah, I think that's uh, kind of front and center with me in the, in the books I'm reading and in um, how I, and I you don't know going forward how that's gonna um, ministry wise how that's gonna mm-hmm. prepare, but but I have that, and I, and I think now just recently I think because. I have that past, and because I have this that is my daily thing that I'm working through, I think that's a gift mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have seen that before, but it's a gift of um, of being passionate. And mm-hmm. not everybody is going to see or feel that that way, mm-hmm. and that's that's something that I've just come to realize that there, uh, which you said on a podcast not too long ago, <laughs> that there's many uh, different ways to get that God calls people um, whether um, through their mind and intellect or their emotions or their will. or um, And so, uh, yeah, so I, I really love how he's called me and in, in, in that heart of it, but doesn't mean everybody has to fit that exact mold or has mm-hmm. to have that same story. But if they do um, and feel like um, there's a part of me that's just left out or there's a part of me that um, I, I just don't feel all connected, that mm-hmm. may be... Mm-hmm something that I can I could offer in my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
do you find yourself looking for the people that are wanting to have this conversation and and enjoy exploring all this together? Yes, I, I almost um, and, and like just like evangelism, you have to kind of um, not be too pigeonholing of people and saying they're this that. But if um, you get around people that are um, that are like that, and I would say the the um, really the heart of it when I when I look at Jesus in the gospel mm. and he is so true to himself he's he, he's very um, very self-denial very give up very take the lowest seat all the time but he sometimes he's with poor people sometimes he's with rich people sometimes people are loving him sometimes people are hating him but he doesn't seem to change that he has that trueness mm-hmm. that uh, sense of who he is it just moves through the scriptures and that's that when I'm around people like that, that are um, um, seem very true and very authentic, mm-hmm. that really sparks my heart, and I and I really can uh, get close to those people pretty quick because I love that kind of conversation. Yeah. So uh, would it be fair to say that if someone listens to this podcast and they'd love to have a cup of coffee to talk about this more with you, that you'd be interested in that? Absolutely, love to talk about that and. Um, I have a lot of authors I've read and things I've learned along the way, and I'm still learning about that whole process, but I'm trying to bring my heart along and keeping it very fresh. So I'd love to um, talk with anybody about that because that's hmm. kind of my passion. And I think that's where, when you look, when I look at my life and I'm getting close to 60, mm-hmm. so you're kind of looking forward, you see I want to have that kind of heart, that kind of trueness, moving forward and in whatever's left, whatever God has for me to do coming up. So that would be a great, uh, a great thing. And I love, um, I love meeting with people and sharing my passion. One last question that's coming to mind that I would love to ask you is Mm -hmm. what is it that you have discovered about God that you didn't know before? Hmm. What have I discovered about God? Well, I, I, I think, um, I have a bigger picture of God, I think I would say more um, um, not so much depends on me. Hmm. So I think before I would have felt like, um, as one author described it, trying hard to do what's right, and because that will always fail because you won't be able to do right enough, but you're trying to do your best. Um, and I felt like a lot of it was on me. It was very heavy. Mm. Um, and this feels uh, much more light, much more um, engaging. So I, I think in that I see a good father, mm. a father that's um, that's not deficient in things or uh, finances or love or any of that. Um, so uh, at the bounty of a table, mm-hmm. the bounteous table, that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that that's all available. And... Someone more one that wants to walk with me and is interested in the true me that he made and what he made that true me for. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's a more more loving, more um, more gracious, and um, just a good good father. And I didn't have um, very good father figures growing up, so um, it would it's not surprising looking back why I would would come with that um, and that in that self-protective mode, just try to do the right thing so you wouldn't, didn't mm-hmm. get out of the mm-hmm. lines and get... Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but that's been a good thing. That's been a freeing thing. And it's much more, um, much more peace uh, 
much more life-giving that uh, when you think about the life that's truly life or the uh, water welling up within you that becomes a spring of life, that seems more real now where before it seemed a little more like drudgery or Mm. just, you know, really heavy. Yeah, that's a big contrast. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to like prayerfully look at these questions and just, you know, note what the Lord has done along the way, like how he invited you each step along the Mm -hmm. way. And I'm so thankful that you've responded to um, the people and the resources and to the Lord himself Mm -hmm. um, and the change that it's making in your life. It's really exciting to to hear your story. Thank you. It's it's a it's a journey. And I'm, I, I I'm still on. So <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's, it's all grace, grace from God. But that's, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Well, I hope you've all been encouraged as you've listened to Stu share his story about how Jesus has led him into a better way.